On this episode of Dear Teenage Conservatives, I talk about the gubernatorial races of New York and California, talking about a political outsider, Caitlyn Jenner, in her run for California's governor, and a political insider, Lee Zeldin, running for New York's governor right now. We'll see how they're doing in polls and much more on this episode of Dear Teenage Conservatives. I wanted to talk first about how California's recall election is going um, to recall their governor, uh, Gavin Newsom. Right now, I wanted to talk about Caitlyn Jenner, but I also wanted to talk about a development that's come up in the last week or so. I'm talking about Larry Elder, um, a conservative uh, radio host and someone that's been on TV too on Fox News as a commentator just entered the race and in a new Emerson College poll is leading the pack of all of the conservative candidates with 16% of the vote. That's 16%. And 16% is way, way more than any other candidate is getting right now in these polling numbers. I mean, we have Caitlyn Jenner at 4%, which is way under the 16% that Larry Elder has. He has a far, far ahead lead right now in early polling. And John Cox, someone that has ran back in, I'd say, 2018 for California governor, um, he's polling at 6% right now in the same Emerson College poll, um, which is still way below the 16% that Larry Elder has. Um, in 2018, John Cox, um, the politician got 38.1% of the vote to Gavin Newsom's 61%. So we can see, even as polling starts to come in, that John Cox is obviously not California's first choice right now um, when it comes to finding a conservative candidate that's going to be able to beat Gavin Newsom in this 41-candidate field. 41 candidates. I, I don't think that We've ever had this many candidates run before for a California's uh, gubernatorial race. It's just, it's really extraordinary how many people are running. And it's not even uh, politicians that are trying to run for these positions. We have, well, we do have some state politicians, but we also have YouTubers, um, uh, supervisors of counties. uh, We have executives from different companies in California. And we also have Caitlyn Jenner, who was a former Olympian. Uh, but it's it's really astonishing to see these poll numbers come out. And on a poll that did not have Larry Elder in it, um, a Survey USA poll, had John Cox at 9% leading the pack and had Caitlyn Jenner at only 5%, which is more than the poll that had Larry Elder in it. So... Caitlyn Jenner is still lingering in that single digits amount, which considering the 41-person field, a variety of candidates right now, I think personally she's doing pretty good. Um, With Larry Elder coming into the picture, I think she is losing ground, Um, but I think all candidates are because it's a new candidate. He's gaining ground. He won a legal battle. making sure that he could get into the race. And now we're really going to see his colors come out. But I really wanted to talk about Caitlyn Jenner for a minute and see how she's doing in the race. Caitlyn Jenner, uh, Olympic gold medalist, reality TV star, is now jumping into the race for California governor. So I really just wanted to talk about uh, why Caitlyn 
want to jump into this race. So I've read some articles about it, and Caitlin really is just fed up with the way that California is being run with Gavin Newsom, which all candidates are. But the one thing that stands out to me in this whole situation is how Caitlin, out of all the candidates, has such high name recognition is polling so low within the state. And not low to the extent of one, two, three percent, but like four, five, or six percent, which I was shocked by personally because I actually like Caitlin. I think that Caitlin would be a great candidate for a California governor in the recall election just because of the fact of the name recognition and the amount of publicity that she is going to get if she was the Republican conservative candidate to be able to run against Gavin Newsom. Because, first of all, she's a trans activist. She's someone that's very active in the LGBT community. And she's trying to fight for basic things in California, such as homelessness issues, the economy, uh, the jobs crisis, many things that are affecting Californians right now. And she's trying to lead the pack and saying, hey, something's not right. And she was one of the major uh, first celebrities that came out saying that she was going to run in this election. And a lot of people at first just kind of shrugged it off and said, eh, maybe she's just trying to get publicity for uh, something else that she's trying to start up. But she has shown since the beginning of her campaign that she is serious about this. Um, she's gone on Fox News, gone on Hannity, Judge Janine, many conservative talk shows to talk about why she wants to run. And she's said it. She wants to fix the state. She wants to stop the immigration crisis. She wants to stop these issues. And I think if we don't take her seriously, we're really going to miss out on a good opportunity, a good candidate that we could put against Gavin Newsom. And it's hard because... Gavin Newsom is running in a major Democratic stronghold state. The chances of any Republican winning right now are very, very slim. But I think, personally, that Republicans are going to have more and more of a chance this year to be able to win elections uh, locally and statewide because I think a lot of Democrats are fed up with the policies that they see going on, not just in their state government, but in national government in Washington. Right now, what's happening is inefficiency. It's radical ideas that don't need to be proposed. And I think a lot of candidates running for governor in New York and California see that these Democrats, Republicans, independents, whatever party in the state they are in, are fed up with these policies from the Democrats, um, raising taxes, ruining the economy, stagnating uh, economic growth. And I personally think that people are going to get tired of it and vote red in this next election. Now, Lee Zeldin is running for New York's uh, gubernatorial Republican candidate, and he is leading the pack by far out of most of the candidates right now. In a straw poll um, conducted at the Republicans' uh, meeting of all the candidates with county chairs and uh, people from all across the state, he's got 85% party support from GOP chairman and other people that went to this conference. So he is sizably 
ahead of everybody else. And I personally think, uh, not personally think, I'm 99.9% sure that he will be the candidate that the Republicans are going to pick for this election. First of all, his fundraising numbers are absolutely extraordinary. He's got fundraising numbers. I think they said um, Cuomo in his first six months of fundraising for the campaign got $2.4 million. Uh, Lee Zeldin, up-and-coming Republican candidate, in the first three months of his campaign has raised $4 million. $4 million from state donors. And I think this is because, like I said before, people are fed up with these Democratic policies and they're seeing that people like Cuomo and Gavin Newsom are not going to help them anymore. They're just the same establishment politicians that have been sitting in Albany and and, uh, in California for way, way too long. And Cuomo running for his fourth term for governor is way, way too much time to be in Albany. Um, he's not listening to his constituents anymore. We have the nurse, nursing home crisis. We have um, the sexual assault scandal with Cuomo. We have the scandalous book deal that he's made to gain profit off of the pandemic. It's just New Yorkers are smart and Californians are smart. They see what is happening. They see what these politicians are doing in Albany, such as Cuomo. Cuomo has made a career off of lying and deception in the governor's office. And I think with Lee Zeldin, we're not going to see that. Uh, I know that he was a veteran. He serves in the Army Reserves in New York. He's a congressman down in uh, Long Island. And I think he's going to be the change that we are looking for um, for someone that wants to run for governor. And he's done a lot of good things in Congress so far. I mean, let's just look at some of the legislation that Representative Lee Zeldin has either sponsored, voted on, or uh, wrote when he was in the State Assembly in in Congress. Um, He got rid of the MTA payroll tax, which was for 80% of employers, and this drastically uh, increased economic growth within the state during that time. Um, he had and created a statewide program to help veterans with PTSD. And he also wrote a law that banned protest at veterans' uh, funerals along with their families so they could bury their loved ones in peace. Um, I think overall, Lee Zeldin has been a leader and a role model for what we would want uh, a true New Yorker to be and a true New Yorker to represent us um, in Albany as governor. And I think that a lot of Democrats, too, uh, are sick and tired of Cuomo. Uh, I even remember when the polling data came out that said, I think it was Cuomo had a 54% disapproval rating and only a 30-something percent approval rating with the rest undecided. I mean, he is really an unlikable governor. And only about, I think it was 30, the high 30s, like 38 to 39% of the state is registered as Republican voters. So that means that a majority of people, which would be partially Democrats too, or independents or third party, do not like Cuomo in the way he is doing things. And his dictatorship-like 
rule of the state telling us what we can and can't do, where we can wear our masks, if we can wear masks in school, uh, what businesses are acceptable to open, what capacity they're allowed to open, different health guidelines for different parts of the state. It's just, it's crazy that we've gotten to this point where we're seriously looking at somebody and saying, we don't want you. We do not like you and your policies. Therefore, we are going to be the change. We're going to stand up and say that we don't like the way that things are being done. So we're going to choose on someone else that we're going to run against you because you're not listening to the people's needs and stepping down. Uh, also, I would blame the state legislature, um, full of Democrats, for not trying to move forward with impeaching Cuomo after the nursing home scandal, after the book uh, scandal where he made millions of dollars on... Uh, COVID-19, after the sexual assault scandal, after all of these things, we still sit back and say, oh, he's our governor. I don't know what to do. But we do know what to do. We need to get Cuomo out of office and elect Lee Zeldin for governor. Because if we don't elect Lee Zeldin for governor of New York, then it's going to be another generation of people who have to live under this dictatorship-like rule of Cuomo and these democratic policies that aren't working for New York, that aren't making economic growth, that are stagnating the economy, that are hurting jobs, that are making a rise in homelessness. All these things are horrible things, and we can fix them right now. Now, I wanted to touch up on one more thing about the California uh, gubernatorial race before this episode ends. I wanted to talk about what I've heard in the media about Caitlyn Jenner lately. So, I've heard a lot of things uh, about Caitlyn Jenner that she's just not a good candidate because she has no political experience and she's an outsider and she doesn't know uh, how to fix the problems of California. Well, I'd say this. She's a former Olympic gold medalist. She's a fighter. She knows how to train. She knows how to have a plan to attack something and execute it. She's been pretty successful with winning gold medals um, for the U.S. Another thing I would say is look at the politician that we just had for four years in the White House that had no political experience, but he was a businessman and fixed the country. I would say, first of all, let's think about if Caitlyn Jenner could be the next Donald Trump almost. I'm not saying she will be, but if she could even get 25 to 50% of what Donald Trump did done in California as governor from what Trump did in Washington in four years, I think that California will be in a much better state, and it'll be in a better economic state, it'll be in a better social state, I think there'll be uh, less discrimination in the state, there'll be less homelessness, there'll be more job opportunities, I think that there'll be less illegal immigration. There's, again, like I said, so many things that she has plans for, and things that she can do, but it's like with Donald Trump, he had a hard time explaining how he was going to execute things. Caitlyn Jenner, um, I went on her website and I've read articles based on what 
her ideas are, and I've seen her interviews. She has good ideas of how to fix California. She just doesn't know how to explain it. Because from the interviews that I hear about her, I, I, I sit there and I say, man, that's a really good idea on how we can improve California. We just need to tackle it in a different way um, of publicity and how to get it out there and how to convince California that that's what we need right now. Because a lot of Californians and I think New Yorkers and people in general are very uninformed on politics and wh- how things should be and what's happening in current state of affairs. So I just wanted to end this episode saying that Lee Zeldin and Caitlyn Jenner, perfect candidates for uh, New York governor and California governor. Uh, I wish them all the luck in their races and I hope they do well in their primaries. I wanted to thank you all so much for listening to my third episode of Dear Teenage Conservatives. Um, for next episode, I'm just going to be reacting to whatever news uh, comes up in the next week uh, before I make my podcast. And uh, some of your questions that you guys have sent me on Instagram. Um, if you want to go follow my Instagram, that's AustinDelorme underscore. That's A-U-S-T-I-N-D-E-L-O-R-M-E underscore. And I'd love to hear your questions, kind of react to them on the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much, guys. Till next time, I'm signing out.